0: 1000 Better
1: Stories. stories. You're listening to 1000 Better Stories, the Scottish Communities Climate Action Network's podcast, sharing stories of community led climate action in Scotland to help us all imagine the better and fairer future and transform what we think is possible. Welcome to our Everyday Changemakers series. We blethers with everyday people taking climate action in their communities. Hi, it's Kashka, your story weaver. Today I talk to Harold from Fruit Bowls Community Garden, which is run entirely by volunteers. This is the second last interview in the series showcasing everyday change makers involved in Dundee Community Garden Network's open day in June. After my lunchtime chat with Giselle at the beautifully diverse Victoria Community Gardens, I got on my bike to head north, across the Victoria Park, towards the path sneaking in between the twin wooded peaks of Balgai Hill and Balgai Cemetery. The shade was a welcome relief after the sizzle of the Victoria's open space, but I found myself struggling to pedal on. By the time I reached Fruit Bowl's tucked away at the edge of the Loki Park on the other side of the hills, I discovered a slow puncture in my tyre, which explained my slow progress beyond my lack of fitness. Another warm welcome and an offer of cake and a cuppa distracted me from the worry about travelling all the way back home with a flat. By the time I arrived, the garden was winding down from the midday rush, with volunteers chatting to visitors and getting on with a bit of harvesting and gardening. A few families were still enjoying a pop-up, loose parts play area set up by the Scrapantex team on the lawn at the far end of the garden. I felt a vague touch of déjà vu as the layout of the space looked eerily similar to Victoria Gardens. Perfectly flat, surrounded by tall evergreen hedges and equipped with a handy pavilion. Harold, one of the lead volunteers here, assured me I was not imagining things.
0: My name is Harold, I'm part of Fruit Bowls Community Garden. I'm a volunteer here. We're all we're all volunteers within Fruit Bowls, um, which generally is individual beds for individual people but also communal areas. So the general idea is just to plant things, ensure they grow, keep it tidy.
1: Can you tell me a bit more about where this community garden is and describe your favourite spot
0: in it? Um Fruit Bowl's Community Gardens, an old bowling green on Ancrum Road, just next to Lockheed Park, across the road from Ancrum Road Primary School. There um, was two bowling greens, one converted into a pond area, one still same as a bowling green but with raised beds in it. My favourite spot is the bench just over my shoulder there because it's fantastic for the sun. I mean, come up here and you do some work and it's nice to sit down with a drink and look about because if I sit in the other bench along there I tend to see things like that needs tidied and then I'll get up and I'll go and do it even though it's not mine. I just don't like I don't like seeing weeds everywhere. What what was your journey into this garden? There was an event in the, the local park next to it here and it was to try and sign people up to taking over an individual bed. My wife put her name down for it and then we got an email to come up for her to choose which bed she wanted. So I I just came up with her. And my idea was I was having nothing to do with it. It was for my wife, she wanted to do it. And then and the more I started coming up, the more I thought, that needs done, I'll take over doing this. Um, we have two beds across in the grass there. They're, um, one was organised by Repollinate. They do flowers for bees, obviously, repollination and things. So they were looking for a bee bed champion. And basically, I said I would consider it, and that was the worst thing I ever said, because as soon as I said I would consider it, everybody says congratulations, well done, you're the bee bed champion, and I find it, I find it actually, I like it better grown flowers rather than fruit and veg. So I've started that, and then I've taken over another bed. We get loads of different uh, wildflower seeds from Bonnie Dundee, things like that but then this year the bed's just in front of us where we're sitting and then the other two to the right there we decided to take them over and we have a uh, that's somebody's bed there that's their spare stuff and then the other beds the one next to us is a soup bed so anything that you can make soup of we we'll grow it in there and then the next one over is a Christmas bed parsnip, the brussels sprouts and then look like at that, carrots so yeah, so that's just uh, just it is a it's a really nice place to come to it's peaceful, it's quiet, even though there's a main road that runs right past it. You can sit here and the trees blank out the noise and that. It's nice and peaceful.
1: So what was the biggest challenge, you know, since you got involved in gardening
0: here? The biggest challenge was stopping myself doing so much, really. There was, um, over towards the polytunnel, there was an area across from the communal area and Somebody had started laying a path, and it was one paving slab, so they dug all the area put sand down, one paving slab, and then it was just getting overgrown and overgrown with couch grass. And somebody kept saying, we need to do this, we need to do that, and nobody would do it, and then I just got fed up one day and thought, right, that's it. And I spent about four hours just digging a straight line about six inches deep so that we could get it. And then luckily we had somebody who came and laid the stones and that. And then, like I say, I just sit there and go... That needs to come out. It's not my bed, but look at the weeds that're spreading everywhere. I need to, and I just need to see something like tidy. So, how do you stop yourself from doing too much? Stop coming here. It's defi- <laughs> It's difficult. It really is. I mean, we come up here with our. We bring our dog up here in the afternoon and the evening because it's secure. She can run about. Not an issue. No other dogs to fight with her in. If there's any problems, and you sit there and you think, look at that. That needs to come out. Or that needs this and that needs that, and you think, no, I I need to stop doing that. And then you just think, I'll get that tomorrow. No, no, no. And I've even seen myself coming up here, leaving at one o'clock, and coming back at two, thinking, right, that job needs done, so I need to go and do it. If I didn't do that, I would just be sitting at home. Yeah, so it gets you out, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, good you, to be outside. Yeah, yes. So, what would be
1: the most useful tip you could give somebody trying to grow more flowers for
0: pollinators? Try and get free seeds. It it may sound strange, but there are there's organisations out there where you can get seeds. Um, I googled one day, um, free seeds for bees, and I think it was something like 99 pence for postage and you were getting two packets. And the packets are only maybe an inch square, but they cover such a big, wide area. Unfortunately, they were just annuals, so they were dying off after that year. And then we've got all the community gardens in D as part of a network, so we have a WhatsApp group. So we were able to put on that, does anybody have this or does anybody have that? And this year, Bonnie Dundee have managed to get perennial seeds for wildflowers. So... It's great. We're, we're not going to have the issue of where we're going to get some for next year. I mean, it's definitely worth doing because, okay, things grow, but stuff needs to be pollinated, and for pollinators to come in, you need to encourage them to come in. This bit where we're sitting, the, the ditch, if you actually look there, it's got flowers in it, and just oh, that's just, pansies, isn't it? just behind your foot there, yeah, I'm there uh, them all sorry, there. it's alliums. Oh, no. Don't you worry I'm about so them. Sorry. So, we got the local primary school to plant them last year, so they'll come back every year. Mm. We have poppies growing, we try to keep some of the areas wild. I would encourage people to plant as many flowers as possible. makes the garden look better as well, rather than just green. I've been told not to do it by people, but to me it's like, years ago I went to an agricultural college down towards Edinburgh, and I've got... A qualification for, like, Countryside Recreation and Conservation Management, and I found myself going more back to the conservation bit for, like, the bees and that. Yeah. And the thing that really annoys me just now is the pond, because mm. it looks so overgrown, and I just want to do something about it. So that's why I plant the flowers and that. We're getting that sorted in November this year. There's an organisation called Frog Life coming to help us. So I'm dead keen to get it, because we've got thousands of tadpoles in there at the moment but you would never know those tadpoles in it because you can't see anything Mm. and there's just too many rushes and things like that so we just need to get it cleared
1: you're lucky here you don't have herons well we actually do do.
0: you do get them oh my gosh we've come in here twice in a week and found a heron sitting on a pond across there
1: so they do scoop out a lot of the yeah
0: and um, we have a a resident crow or something like that which isn't about at the moment and that takes frogs takes tadpoles Mm. and everything it even brings chips or crisps from the local playground across the road and dips them in the pond to soften them up. Clever birds, clever birds. Well, the benefit of mm. it is, is obviously all the brassicas that are around about are should be covered because of the, the pigeons. But because the crow scares all the pigeons off, we don't need to do that just now. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, actually. It's great. We've actually seen a couple of pigeons coming in, and the crow flying from maybe one of the trees or something, and they just scatter.
1: Fantastic! Some, everybody needs a sentinel crow. Yeah,
0: that's what you do. Just get yourself a <laughs> crow. A,
1: a pond and a chippy across the road, and
0: <laughs> that's and it. <laughs> you could sit and dip your feet in your pond with your bag of chips and that's feed it. the crow now and again. Yes, and then the, that's your pest control. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. We've noticed that, that there's only really sort of one net that's up just now. No other any other time just this year. Yeah, well, keep. It's a keeper. Yeah, we just need to keep feeding it. Um, so, if you were a flower, what flower would you be? Um, it's quite difficult. I had a lot of flowers that I liked. I like lavenders and things like that. But since recently, uh, there's one of the flowers just behind us. It's not very good now. called Alliums. It was normally bright purple. They're part of the onion family in that. Mm-hmm. And they look really nice. There's a big ball on them, purple bees love them. So probably something like that. You would be an allium uh, Or a poppy. They're both striking flowers. Yes. You like to stand out. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, why, why shouldn't I?
1: Exactly. So what's the most rewarding thing about having,
0: you know, been involved in the garden so far? Things like this. I mean, we were, we were a bit panicking, like... Because we thought it, it's not going to take off, it's not going to happen. People were thinking, "Oh, we're not going to do it. Should we pull out?" But we no. And then this morning, when we opened at 11. There was like one person coming with a little toddler, and we thought, "Start it. We're not going to get." It. And then people were just coming flooding in, and it's good to see people using the space. Mm. So I mean, it's we're open 24 hours a day. Gates never locked. the one in the main road, and it's just like seeing people actually using the garden. That that's what it's for as long as they're not causing any damage generally families like this will come in we have actually had people wanting to use it in a couple of weeks time for a birthday party for a four year old oh lovely it's just it's good we just need to get the place used rather than just sitting there and festering the way
1: it's great it's a great space and it's mm-hmm. very alive today yeah yeah uh, and it's nice to have a
0: playground just there yeah as well. I mean normally that gate across there isn't open hmm but because we've got the event on the day, we're just keeping it open and that and people can go back and forward. Yeah.
1: Um, the last question I've got for you <coughs> is sort of trying to imagine the future in 10 years' time. And it's maybe imagining this this space mm-hmm. or other spaces that you care about and trying to imagine the best future for them. And I'd like you to then share one memory from that.
0: If it was up to me, I would like to see these raised beds in front of us carried on that way to cover that area there. Um, Encouraging more people in. More events like this, people using the garden, uh, get some more scented flowers in as well. And we have a lot of wildlife about here. We have foxes come in here. We have buzzards that fly over. Just to see, like... The space being used, it needs to be used, it's a good space, there's a big area, and people, we've actually had people coming here who live in Lockheed and don't even know this place exists. So I suppose to see, see people using it, to be able to sit there and think, people are coming here, we've had people here today saying this is lovely and that, and it's nice when people say things like that, just so that you're bringing some enjoyment to people. People are getting to know there's a space they can use safely. Something like that in the future, yeah, it would be good.
1: Well, thank you so much okay. for talking to me. That was really great. Thank yeah, you it enjoyable. Yeah. It turns out that Victoria and Fruit Bowls are not the only Dundee bowling grains given a second life as community gardens to keep them in community use, help boost urban biodiversity and local food resilience. Fair Growing Green is yet another kid on the block, created as one of the unexpected gardens with support of Scotland Wide Dandelion Project last year. There's a great little video about the creative approach to getting Fair Growing Green off the ground in the episode Notes For You. And apparently, none of this would have been possible without the out of the box thinking and support from the Dundee Council's Green Spaces team. It was time to move on to my final stop, a wee forest at Lochie. This one was a bit of a mystery. It did not sound like your typical community garden and was tricky to pinpoint on the map. Thankfully, Fridball's gardeners had some great tips on how to find it and I set off on foot, pushing my deflated steed along. Tune in next Monday to learn more about the wee forests of Dundee in our final Dundee Community Garden Changemakers interview. But before you go away, we would love to hear from you. To celebrate the outgoing year and all of our achievements, we want to include messages from our members in the upcoming 1,000 Better Stories episodes. So if you or your community organisation has had some proud moments, if you managed to create real glimpses of what is truly possible or if you simply kept going against all odds, please record a message on our answering machine in the cloud. I've popped a link to it in the episode notes for you. Your message can be up to 90 seconds long. I can't wait to hear and share your stories. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like and share it with others. It'll really help us reach a wider audience. If something exciting is happening in your own community, be sure to let us know so that we can help you tell your own story. You can drop our Story Weavers a line at stories at scan.scot. It's s c o t. We also offer training and mini-grant support to community storytellers. To keep up to date with our offerings and everything SCAN, check out our website at scan.scot or find us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram, or simply sign up to the newsletter.